ways of thinking that are not um, the mind of Christ. And this is where we cause ourselves, again, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. But this psalm, you know, you have given your son rule over the works of your hands. Remember, you and I are the work of God's hands. He formed us in our mother's womb. God, I'm his work. You're his work. He created us out of the palm of his hands. You know, read, um, pray through Psalm 139, right? You know, he formed us in the palm of his hands. He formed us in our mother's womb. He knit us together. So you've given your son rule over the works of your hands. So God, I give you authority over my life. And this is, again, what real peace, this is where real peace can happen. And this is a decision, you know, not a lax and daisy rule, kind of a, you know, decision that you don't mean what you're saying. Um, and, I, and I think, again, this is somewhere God takes my decision to give my life to Him serious. He takes that decision very serious where we truly... Like at every Mass, we should, you know, because you got to renew this daily. You know, it would be nice if it was once and for all, but bottom line is we can give our life to the Lord and pull it back, give our life to the Lord, pull it back, give our life to the Lord, pull it back. But really asking for that deep interior surrender. As it says in our first reading from Ephesians, you know, may give you, the Lord Jesus, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation resulting in knowledge of him okay may the eyes of your heart be enlightened so what is the highest form of wisdom surrender the highest form of wisdom is surrender father into your hands i commend my spirit you know i i, I surrender lord i give my life to you and again pay attention to what you say when you pray you know, when we're doing Mass here and celebrating Mass here, think about what you say when you say it. You know, Our Father. Like, think about how powerful it is. Teresa of Avila couldn't even get past those words, Our Father. She would spend an hour just on She would say, Our Father, and get stuck on that. Because I think the more we're aware, as it says, resulting in the spirit of wisdom and revelation, meaning what resulting in knowledge of Him, may my eyes be enlightened. Our Father who art in heaven. Try to do in a holy hour um, just with the Our Father. You know, Our Father who art in heaven. Just say it. Do it like Lexio, Divina, right? Say it over and over. Our Father who art in heaven. God, you are my Father. What does it mean that you're my Father? How, how do I experience your Father in me throughout the day? See how Alexio Divina, as you pray over and over, Spirit of God will keep feeding you with truths. And things come in. And what you're doing is you're, you're, you're grounding yourself in the Lord. As it says here, um, my eyes of my heart will be enlightened that you may know. Again, know. This is a deep knowing. This is like know that you know that you know. Like nobody, like when you're in love, can someone tell you you're not in love? Like, you know, nobody knows you but you have your own heart. Like, you know, if, if I believe I'm in love with God and God is in love with me, no one can take that from me, right? May my eyes be enlightened that I may know what is the hope 
that belongs to his call? What are the riches of his glory? There was a, a prayer we prayed at Mass the other day. It kind of caught me off guard. It said that we may be given glory. And I thought, I was like, well, we're not supposed to be given glory. God's supposed to be given glory. But what it was doing, it was, it was helping you and I to think about who we are. See, when glory is what? What's the glory of God? Man or woman? When we're fully alive, that's God's glory. So God wants to give us glory. He wants to glorify his son in me and through me. Okay? Then it says here, what is the surpassing greatness of his power for us who believe in him? And this is, <laughs> I spoke about this, I'm going to blaze last night, but we, this is very, the message of Jesus is so simple. In your mind, and I go back to this over, and I, rem I remember when I had a, I would say, a deeper conversion than just the experience of, so I was baptized in the Spirit in college, I had this experience, this encounter, life-changing, transformative. But then I remember when I was in the intercessors of the land, we had a lot of silence and deep prayer. And I remember being in that silence and making through the Holy Spirit, making the connection that my mind doesn't understand my heart. I remember realizing that my mind doesn't understand my heart. And what I mean by that is what my heart wants, my mind can't find and figure out. Because the kind of love, the quality of love that I'm looking for, that I desire, my mind can't find it. Why? Because all the stuff in my mind came from this world. And the one who loves me and I love and long for isn't of this world. So it's, it's, it can be frustrating to go into your heart and then your mind keeps interrupting with, where's that? I can't find that. That's not possible. Can't be. How could that be? We're always trying to kind of find a, a, a solution to what our heart's longing for. St. John of the Cross said, Faith darkens the intellect. Think about that. Faith darkens the intellect. What does it mean? The intellect has so much data from this world. Right? The, the world has fed me with ideas of love that are very conditional, limited. So faith means I have to reach beyond what my mind has collected. I have to reach beyond what my mind has collected. Because my heart desires something this world can't offer me. So I need faith, which will darken my mind because my mind won't get it. But my heart knows it because I was created by him in my mother's womb. I know his desire through my desire. He longs for me as he longs for you. This is powerful. If you surrender to the desire in your heart, Think of your desire as a projector that gives you the face of God. Your heart gives you the image that you're looking for, gives you Him. Okay? Just think about it. Our desire for Him came from Him. Well, when did you and I touch Him? When did you touch God? When did that desire, when, when was that desire in you fired? Meaning, fire meaning started. When did you start desiring 
someone beyond this world. At the moment of your creation, you came from his heart into your mother's womb. Think how beautiful that is. You came from God into your mother's womb. That means at the moment of your creation, you actually touched him. And he created your soul and infused it into your body. Your soul came from God. Meaning you touched God at the moment of your very created existence. And you were put into your body. And at that moment you became a human person. Instantly, body and soul. Two become one way. Body, soul. At the moment of conception, you became a, a human person. But your desire has been there. When you were born... You went through life and lived in this world. You have the same desire. But when we're little, our little minds can't yet get this. So we still search out in the world. We're looking and looking for love. We're trying to find somebody. We're, we're reaching. We're grasping. We're hungering. We're thirsting. Until the Holy Spirit wakes me up and I realize I'm not looking for another human person. I'm looking for a divine person. I'm looking for the one who made me. Boy, does that save a lot of suffering, doesn't it? When you stop searching for people and you know you're looking for him. That covers so much. There's so many young people, so many older people, so many people in general. I mean, do a lot of marriage preparation. I've met with spiritual direction with so many people. And they're all looking often for another human person. You're not looking for a human person. You're looking for the divine person who became flesh. So we want more than just a spiritual being. We want someone in the flesh. God became flesh. You're looking for Jesus. So save yourself a lot of suffering. And give your life to Jesus. Then that puts human relationships in its proper perspective. We don't have to be so terribly broken hearted when another human being lets us down. Because we know God will never let me down. And I just invite you today to commit your life to Him. Make a decision and listen to what you say. I decide for you, Jesus. I'm totally yours. I surrender to you. I don't belong to anyone but you. And I'm okay with that because I know that you, God can satisfy you way beyond any human person could ever satisfy you. And again, this is why I go back again and again to adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Please give your life to the Blessed Sacrament. Give your life to adoration. Through adoration, this all becomes clearer and clearer and clearer. And you experience deliverance and freedom. And you're not living in this world anymore. <coughs> You're in the world, but you're not of the world. You're just living in the kingdom. You're walking. You're maintaining peace, joy, patience, kindness. Why? Because you're, you're, you're vertically, you're, you're connected to him. And you go through your day. And when you look at people that hurt you, you don't attack them. You don't react. You see somebody who's hurting. You see someone who needs the love of Jesus. And you go beyond yourself. This is what mystics, you, you're called, we're called to be mystics. A mystic is someone who looks at their hands and they realize they're not mine, they're Jesus' hands. Someone who, um, try this sometimes, just like fill yourself. Like this is God's body, I'm his body. This is his body, it's so amazing. I'm God's body. 
You and I are the body of Christ. So, as it says here, just want to cover this because sometimes people have questions. Everyone who speaks the word against the Son of God will be forgiven. Those who blaspheme against the Holy Spirit will, will not be forgiven. That simply means those who refuse to believe that God can love them and help them can't be forgiven. Why? Because if we believe he can't help us, he can't force himself to help us. So we could be forgiven from everything, but God, it's not that God's withholding forgiveness, it's that God can't give us what we refuse to receive. Like, I won't receive it. I'm impossible. I'm an impossible case. There's no such thing, right? And this is how the devil wants to work. He wants us to think that we got to get our life all together to get close to God. Now, right? We get close to God so we can, he can bring us together and integrate us. So sin disintegrates, grace reintegrates, makes us holy, whole, complete. So let's ask today for these graces because he loves you. He wants to fill you with his divine love and mercy. Think of how excited you make Jesus today when he wants to give himself to you. Think about, think about how happy you make him when you come up to communion. He loves to come into us and receive our hearts. So let's ask for those graces.